0: You're listening to Edupalooza Talks, a special podcast series from Break Free Education. We're proud to share this podcast series as a component of our Break Free Edupalooza, an online professional development conference for educators in juvenile justice facilities across the country. In this podcast, we're joined by Ashlyn, Chloe, Alex, Dutton. This is a student panel and we are really looking forward to elevating students' voices throughout this podcast. Thank you so much for joining us today as a part of our interview series for Edge and Palooza. We'd like to begin these podcasts by getting to know you guys just a little bit, so we're gonna start from the very beginning. I'd love to hear a little bit about work that you have done in your past schooling, could be going all the way back to kindergarten or preschool even, that you have been most proud of
1: most of my like education growing up I was behind and I didn't really do very good and today I went into senior year about two months early and that is what I'm probably most proud of because I could say only a year ago I was going to drop out
0: wow that's incredible thank you for sharing that
2: I'm proud of how far I've come because even though there was a lot of obstacles and I was three years behind in school, I still had a chance to get to where I am today and I'm about to graduate. I'm proud of the creativity of how open I am to other people's perspectives and just how far I've came.
0: Wow. Thank you. You're
2: welcome. Thank you. I would have to say that I'm most proud of my grades and the work and the effort that I've been able to put into my schoolwork. And- just the abilities that I've learned that I have since I've been able to actually understand the work that I've been given in the classroom.
0: Wow, that's really powerful.
2: i am going to say that I'm most proud of overcoming my obstacles. School has been very difficult for me ever since I was little. I feel as if I have more opportunities to overcome those obstacles in a lot of different ways and eventually be able to graduate.
0: Awesome. Well, I hope that you guys invite me to all these graduation ceremonies virtually because I can't wait to attend. So powerful. And, you know, your last statement there really ties us into our next question. I wanted to share with you guys that when I was younger, we didn't really identify or diagnose a lot of different learning disabilities in the way that we kind of are in tune now. Right. And so Growing up, I was dyslexic. And um, one of my biggest challenges was with numbers. And so math was always really hard for me. But it's also something that's kind of plagued me as an adult, because I'll always invert the numbers of like, rooms. And so sometimes I'll just like show up at the wrong house or like, show up in the wrong classroom, because I have such a hard time with it. These things don't go away. But I'm hoping that you can share a few things that have helped you when you personally have found learning to be difficult.
2: Yeah. When I was five, I was diagnosed with dyslexia and ADHD, and that made learning a big struggle for me, especially being so young. Just focus in general was, was really difficult. But one day I was sitting in math class and, you know, it had been communicated with all my teachers that I really struggled with these things. And my math teacher sat down with these like really colorful blocks in front of me. And he was like, okay, I want you to start adding these. And it was at that moment I was like, colors really captivate my attention and that helps a lot. And just being able to have something in my hands made learning really, really fun. And that I carried that through the entire time that I've been in school.
0: Wow. Yeah, especially it's so interesting how colors can impact dyslexia, too. And like, I don't know if that's something anyone's ever shared with you. Um, of course, manipulatives and being hands on all of our teachers who are listening now are like, yeah, yeah, that's something we know our kids love to do. And it can really be helpful. But it's really interesting how colors play a role in those of us who are trying to process words or numbers and they're not kind of coming through. So that's that's really astute that you shared that with us.
1: I can really uh, relate to Alex growing up. I really struggled with comprehending things and I learned better with hands on more than just learning from uh, presentations on the board or something. And just really taking things slow and slow down on the main criteria that I'm struggling with. Um, and then if I need help, asking for help. Further examples.
0: Yeah, no, I think hands-on learning is something that can be a challenge in our space due to a lot of the restrictions and barriers. But when we start to realize that some of that stuff is self-imposed and how I'm sure when you're doing something that's hands-on with your teachers, you immediately feel so engaged that you get a lot of really good, positive vibes that are happening in the classroom. And my next question kind of ties into that a little bit. I know some people are motivated by grades. Um, Some people are motivated by kind of getting positive feedback, whether that's things that are shared with your, um, you know, families or things that are coming from your teachers or the other sort of positive stakeholders that are involved in your day-to-day life. But how do you personally measure success in school and what does it feel like?
2: I measure my success in school by how much I tried and the work that I put in. I know that when I put in my full effort and I really, really try that no matter the outcome, it's still okay because I tried my absolute hardest. And when I don't do those things, I know that I need to go back and try harder. And I typically will try to understand and give my full effort to those things that I don't understand or maybe didn't put effort in the first time around just so that I can understand it and become more successful.
0: That's amazing. I'm going to ask you a follow-up question, but since it's personal, I know I'm not putting you too far on the spot here to think, but like, I'm sure if a lot of other students were hearing this, and I know some of our teachers might choose to share your voices with others, I think there are a lot of students out there who are struggling to tap into that effort that you're talking about. Like, what is it that, you know, have you always been someone who puts a lot of effort and trying into your work? Or is that something you had to, like, turn on?
2: I definitely was not always a student who tried my hardest. I barely tried in school. and However, when I got here, I became really motivated because I need my education to help others. I look at my education as a power that I have, and that's something that definitely motivates me. It's kind of like a power that no one can take from me, so that's something that definitely motivates me more because I've had a lot of things taken from me, and so to have something that I know no one else can take away from me is definitely something that has helped me tap into that motivation and that effort.
0: Wow. That's great. Thank you for sharing that. Does anyone
2: Uh, else? Oh, no, I was going to say, kind of going off of what Chloe was saying, it's the quality, not the quantity. As this meaning, like, it's not how much work I get done. It's how fluent and what I understand about the work. I also like to challenge myself with the things that I don't know. But motivation is a huge thing because, like, I never wanted to do anything in school And having a great environment that pushes me to do things that's out of my comfort zone and actually encourage me to learn because learning is a successful thing in life and can get you far. It's really just finding that motivation to keep going and realizing that this is what you want for yourself.
0: Yeah, I'm definitely, I have a good follow-up question for you because you mentioned that environment playing a role in popping into like your motivation and whatnot and i just wonder for those that are listening and trying to cultivate that environment in their classroom can you tell me specifically a few things that are present in that environment that makes it unique that allows you to be a risk taker and to feel motivated
2: yeah of course i know around our classroom we have a lot of positive quotes um so that really helps me whenever i'm just kind of struggling and i take a step back I kind of read those and I'm like, yeah, I've got this. And it kind of pushes me a little further to keep going as well as having a colorful environment when I have, you know, kind of what Alex was saying, when I have that colorful environment around me, it gives me more of a sense of comfort instead of like restraint kind of like it gives me my mind more time to wonder and more things like asking more questions like why, how, like the things that people don't think of.
0: Yeah, no, that is so true. And to get into that like deeper layer of thinking can be a real challenge. I mean, even as an adult, sometimes um, it can be hard to get yourself into that modality. So thank you for sharing. I'm sure teachers are feverishly taking notes and trying to capture um, what that environment could look like in their spaces. Before we started today, you guys took some time to take kind of a pause and write out some of the things that made you know your school journey impactful to you, and and first of all, I just want to acknowledge that like sharing those notes with me was um, super helpful in crafting out what this podcast was going to look like and really personalizing it. And I really appreciate you guys doing that. But there was a specific thing that I read, and and you guys kind of teed up it a little bit earlier. There was some foreshadowing, if I could use a literary term. Anything can be taken from you, but your knowledge and those powerful words that Chloe wrote were just resonating with me again and again. And I just wonder, since you guys have kind of all tapped into the power of education, I'm thinking about, you know, this like superhero version of powers that you're kind of collecting every day and getting stronger and stronger because of that. In what ways now do you view learning as like a lifelong process? Because it sounds to me like you guys aren't going to get your diplomas and be like, all right, I'm done. Cool. That was great. Never <laughs> going to learn anything for the rest of my life. Um, so tell me what that looks like to you for the for your life. Like, How do you envision yourself as a lifelong learner?
2: I really see learning as a lifelong process because... My sister told me once when I was little that you learn something new every day, uh, no matter how big or small it is, and I've kind of carried that throughout my whole life, and even when learning started to become difficult for me and I kind of gave up on it, I came here and I talked to our teacher, and she kind of instilled more motivation in me, and I actually started thinking about college again and, like, different things that I could do with my life, and I'm going to be honest, I don't think that I'd be thinking like that if I was still at my original high school. And that that really has helped. And I think that that is why learning is just a lifelong process because you learn something new every day.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I don't know if you guys know this, but there is a phrase in the learning community called T-I-L, Today I Learned. And sometimes I I even use that when I'm sharing out something because even as an adult, we are still learning every day. And it's kind of fun to look back and see what those little discoveries are. Anyone else want to share with us how they're going to be a lifelong learner? I kind of feel
1: as knowledge is learning. It's not that you can keep learning and you can never get enough knowledge. It's something that, like Chloe said, you can't really ever get it taken away from you. All you can do is really keep adding to it. And I think that it's such a wonderful thing that you can teach to your kids or your nieces or nephews. And I think just really prolong in any type of generations.
0: Yeah, abs- I love how you're describing like now you're going to not only continue to learn, but be an ambassador for learning, kind of paving that road for others in your community and family to kind of see the benefits of that. That's wonderful. I know earlier uh, one of you guys mentioned about how different learning styles like hands on kind of make us feel more successful in school. Can you share a time when you discovered a new way that you learned that made you feel really good with kind of whatever the task was or maybe something that has challenged you like a content area or subject in the past?
2: Yeah, when I was taking a science class in my sixth grade year, uh, my teacher in that class just did a lot of like note taking and I never succeeded in that class. I almost got held back because I was failing it the entire year. And then in my eighth grade year, when I moved to a new school, my science teacher did a lot of experiments and actually showed us some, like, controlled reactions of things instead of just telling us. And that really helped me recognize that hands-on learning was really a big thing for me. And it
0: really helped me understand things more versus just having it be told to me. That's awesome. Yeah, I do really enjoy labs. And I know uh, this past year, we've been talking a lot about how can we bring more labs into our secure spaces. So it's great that you've shared that. And you were even pulling some science vocabulary in your example, which was wonderful. So that sounds like that really stuck with you. Does anyone else want to share a different learning style?
2: Yeah, when I was in school, no one really helped me try to learn different ways when I didn't understand or comprehend what I was learning. And so I had to kind of figure it out on my own. And that was another reason why I felt more successful, because I had to figure it out on my own, even though it was different. But a way that I would understand would be to, like in math, if it was like three plus four, I would do it with colors. Like, okay, count three colors around me. Okay, add four colors around me. And so I would count the colors around me, and that really helped me, especially with the environment I was in. Using my fingers on multiplication has always helped me whenever uh, when I was a child. In ELA, whenever we were reading a book, and I, if I didn't quite understand, I would draw a picture of what I thought I was reading. And then I would have somebody else kind of add on to what they thought they were reading and what they understood. So it helped me understand how it like visualized for myself. And that really helped me when I was growing
0: up. Oh, that's great. I mean, I know we have talked a little bit with some of our teachers about the power of kind of what you described there was like a collaborative sketch note. Um, but yeah. visual thinking is, is a great way to almost take a picture of what you're learning, um, especially if it's like a process too. So you can actually see how each step works and. Yeah. Kind of capture that so that you retain it. That's wonderful. Thank you for sharing that. Of course. You all highlighted that (laughs) explains the content or subject area better than your previous schools. What would you say to your old schools to kind of help them reach all of their students? What are they missing to help you understand things better?
1: If I could tell all my old schools how to help people like me who struggle with learning, I'd probably say that we need not to move through things so fast and make sure to help the ones who don't understand to not just move on. Also do more on-board examples, slowly explaining. Maybe even have the ones that do struggle, do a problem, and you help them through it. Or give them more resources or explanations and examples for the ones who are struggling. I'd also say biggest thing is probably whenever you get grades to not determine their their success off of their grades, but to see their improvement and growth and just give them motivation to how much they've learned and succeeded through that.
0: Yeah, no, that's great. I'm thinking of a TED talk that we always watch where the teacher said, even when a student fails a test, Instead of putting negative 27, put plus 13, just because that growth mindset of, hey, you got 13 right, you're on a roll. Like, I at the other 27, right? Yeah. Um, it's such a great way to think about it. So I love hearing that. And I, yeah, definitely agree that is something that needs to be worked on. I mean, we talk about growth mindset, but are we really putting it into play in our general spaces? So thank you for sharing that. Yeah, it are welcome. Anyone else want to give some advice to their old school on how they could really help reach out to a student like you and help them be successful from the beginning? Like they're all really excited about this one. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, my
2: previous school is really big about technology. Everyone in the school has laptops. We do all of our schoolwork on laptops. And I have found in that school that whenever you don't understand something, they tell you to look it up, or they tell you to figure it out. And even then when you don't understand, they tell you to just take it home. So I think that it would be really helpful if instead of telling kids to look it up when they didn't understand, sitting down with them and learning with them and learning the different ways that they learn and helping them understand it more. I really think that would help kids be more successful Instead of getting the mindset of, oh, I'm not going to ask for help because they're just going to tell me to look it up. So I'm just going to cheat and get the answer and just go through it.
0: Yeah. Wow. That's super powerful. Um, I can say as a parent, I've definitely said, look it up before. So you have even changed one person today. I promise not to do that anymore. How's that?
1: (laughs) I appreciate that.
2: (laughs) I think one of the biggest pieces of advice I can give to one of my old schools is to focus more on the students one-on-one. I switched from a K through 12 school straight to a regular high school when I started high school and that was a very big change. And there was a lot more kids in every class. I think 11 is the most amount of students that we've had in one class at a time. And even then we still had a lot of one-on-one time with the teachers and even with um, each other to help one another with whatever schooling we were doing. And I feel like that definitely helped and just trying to work with the students one-on-one, especially if they don't understand something like Chloe said. But also here, we try to have more grace and empathy with one another, especially while we're doing our classwork. I know sometimes like I don't understand a problem and I'll try to say, ask Ashlyn, and, cause she's very good with math and she does very good with helping people and not demeaning them when she is helping them. So that's just that. Those are my biggest pieces of advice that
0: I would offer my old schools. Yeah. And I know if someone was hearing that and didn't have a classroom the size that you're talking about, there are so many different models to create that one-on-one time that I think you just have to start exploring with options where, you know, you're able to kind of go around and give other students different types of tasks while you're answering some of those or addressing some of those one-on-one concerns. And I, I hear that so much from our spaces is how much that time is valued. And you, you feel like teachers are addressing your personal needs and you can kind of grow because of that. So that's wonderful.
2: What I would say is my old schools in the past, just be open to new ways of learning. Um, not every school or not every class has to be run a certain type of way. Um, give the students a chance to understand something. And kind of what Ashland was saying, like, your grades shouldn't be how successful you are. It's the effort you put into it. Remember, not everyone learns the same way. So work with the kids or the teenagers on the way that they learn and give them a the chance to thrive in the way that they learn instead of letting them fail in the way that they don't understand, if that makes sense.
0: Oh, 100%. Yeah. And I was definitely not that typical kid that learned like everyone else. So I, I resonate with what you're saying right now, for sure. And I think the more that we move into those styles where we are personalizing the experience for each student to kind of do their best based on what strengths they bring to the classroom, I agree with you, it, it can only lead to success all in all, it has been great to have you guys on today and talk to you about your education. And I just so appreciate you guys joining me. But I do have kind of two little questions as we're closing out. One is we're asking all of our guests if they have a book that you have really enjoyed that you would like to recommend to others. So I'd love to hear what books you would recommend.
1: A book I would probably recommend is called Forget But Don't Forget. I feel like that really changed my view on life and not only my relationships with myself, but others. And it's just an all-in-all good book. There's many criteria in it um, to learn how to forgive.
2: A book that I've recently started reading, um, it's called Man Enough. It really shows the difference in like being who you are mentally and who you are physically. And that they don't have to be the same person. And I feel like that would help a lot of kids these days.
0: Yeah, definitely.
2: A book that I would recommend, it's called Black Eyes. It really highlights how your education can is really important and can be really helpful in a lot of different situations. Uh, a lot of times in situations that you would never expect yourself to be put in, your education could save your life in those situations. A book that I would recommend, I think, I believe it's called Help Yourself. Um, It's by the same author as a child called It. Uh, And it just helps, it helps me realize a lot of things like everything's a mindset. It's the way you think about things and that your mind controls your body. So if you think one way, that's how your body's going to react.
0: Mm, Very powerful books. We'll have to link them in the podcast too, so others can go out and purchase them. So I'm wondering if there's any advice or wise words that you'd like to share with our audience of secure school leaders and educators who will be listening to this podcast.
2: The two biggest words that we have here in our program is to have trust and faith in one another. And I feel like that is one of the biggest things, especially with teenagers today, is just trusting yourself, trusting your family and the people around you, and also trusting the process. That is something that I know I struggle with here. And it's just trusting everybody around me. But since I've been here, wanting to trust my group and the staff and to have faith in everyone here to help me has helped me a lot. My
1: advice would probably be take things slow, have empathy with each other, but also yourself. That failure is okay, but you have to learn from it. And you can follow your times, but you also need to stand up nine. Some advice that I would
2: give is to just
1: don't, let yourself get discouraged
2: there's a lot of different areas and reasons that we could become discouraged in education and in public schools and don't let those things actually get to you um everyone learns different everyone's a different person everyone has different things and so those things that get brought up that are discouraging accept them and kind of wear them as a bag instead of becoming ashamed
0: of them. Wow. Thank you guys so much for that incredible advice. I've got one more who's going to share.
1: Yeah.
2: um, What I would say is everything's a mindset. Like whatever you put your effort to, if you tell yourself you can do this, then you can do it. And if you have those negative what ifs, then that's what your reality is going to be. Um, don't let other people define who you are as a person or how far you can go into life so just tell yourself those positive things and you can overcome them
0: wonderful well, i definitely have learned a lot in chatting with you guys today and i want to give a huge thank you to our panel and to you listeners for joining us today for this short podcast as a part of our edge of Palooza conference We are grateful for all the educators out there doing the incredible work of making school happen inside of juvenile facilities, and especially during challenging times. Thank you all so much. Thank you you for having us. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Edupalooza Talks, a break-free education podcast. Music for this podcast was written and produced by students at the JC Montgomery School, located inside Kings County Juvenile Detention Center in Central California, as a part of Unsung, Break Free Education's annual songwriting initiative for students held in confinement. Hedgeapalooza Talks podcast is produced by our friend and colleague, Christine Anjoko.
1: Trying to show the fam I got him don't know how to love. I'm really trying to do my best, I guess it ain't enough I don't know who to trust, my heart been broken up I'm trying to keep a smile up, but I've been feeling none Better tell me, gotta watch who I be riding with I didn't listen, now I'm back up in the fire pit They put me in this cage, and they expect change But it only make me worse, and y'all the ones to blame I gotta take a second, I gotta catch a there. Cause be sitting 192, and it isn't fair Would you come to switch position, no you wouldn't dare God, I got my life and I'm just in a chair Life could change at any moment and I'm well aware All these emotions, girl, than nothing You just can't compare They got me like an institution and the devil's lair I'm just glad I got my brother with me every tear Feeling, I'm feeling, I'm feeling No, no I'm feeling, I'm feeling, I'm feeling.